What's that rising from the crypt ready to destroy us all? Why, it's Wandering Monster, roll initiative! Hello and welcome once again to Wandering Monster, America's tabletop showcase, where we strive to show you how the games you're interested in work both narratively and mechanically. My name is John Baldisberger. I'm Bridget Brave. Ian Boss. Kevin Welch. And I'm Mr. Bashke. Friends, today is November 1st. November 1 uh, is the day after Halloween, a day that we love with all of our twisted little hearts. But today is important as well. See, today is Dia de los Muertos. Uh, and the thing to remember about Dia de los Muertos is that uh, it is it is a spooky holiday for sure, but it's also like a very emotionally charged holiday where um, for those who practice, you build like a, a shrine or a, an altar in your home with pictures of all of your loved ones who have passed with the idea being that on this day, the veil between the living and the dead is a little bit thin and your loved ones may come and visit you and see how you're doing in this world. It's It's very touching. Uh, there's a Pixar movie called Coco. Um, if you haven't seen it, I ball like a six-month-old bitch every time I, every time my daughter watches that film. And for a while, she is watching it two to three times a day and ugly crying every single time. Um, good movie. This is apropos because um, we are on the cusp of the one-year anniversary of the passing of Jay Wilburn, uh, a, an incredible writer, a dear friend, and someone whose picture I have put on my ofrenda uh, because I miss the hell out of him. It's also apropos for today's game. Now, usually I like to, to <laughs> make little jokes and little noises that piss off <laughs> Ian and pretend I don't know what the game of the day is, but um, if you look over there above Patchkey, you'll see that there's a, there's a graphic. There's a graphic <laughs> right above Patchkey that tells you what the game is. So my little charade is just bullshit that no one but me appreciates. <laughs> I say all this to say, in the spirit of the season, uh, in the spirit of the dead coming to check on the living and making things right, today we are playing... Kill Your Necromancer, a game that is currently in Kickstarter, roughly around 50% funded, I think, I saw. Do, do. Yes, 50% this morning. 50% yeah. funded as of this morning. It's a Morkboard game, so uh, mechanically, you're going to be used to a lot of this. However, uh, we are all playing undead classes tonight, um, so there's going to be some new stuff. Um, all of this is in development, so we're uh, we are kind of playtesting, but also just going to kind of show you what uh, is in store in this module so that you can make a good decision on whether or not you would like to uh, trounce on over to Kickstarter and give it a fund for yourself. Did you mean trumble? Trumble on over to Kickstarter? Uh, I assume that all of our listeners are light-footed and prance about like delicate little undead fairies. <laughs> wow. So Love it. To the yeah. 12 not principal listeners out there that can only tromble. <laughs> I respect you and understand. 
as a fat man myself. I don't. <laughs> right here. I believe in you. Crumble away. I that ate an entire pizza before we got on air today, so we I don't want to hear it. anything from anybody. Uh, Ian, take it away. Fantastic. Uh, this is actually also a game that's going to be special for me because we are going to be playtesting this early draft as it's going through the Kickstarter. I'll actually be the editor for this. So I've worked with that well on uh, Corkborg, and uh, this is going to be a fantastic module. The art is just killer. The map art is gorgeous. So definitely I would encourage backing this, but I'm biased. So... <laughs> Um, but what is fun about this is like, as John alluded, everyone is going to be playing as monstrosities. Everyone here is part of the undead that have been unwittingly been brought to life by a necromancer with some kind of agenda, which may or may not involve our, well, powerful and rotting cast of characters. And that's a great segue for us to introduce them. And as is tradition, we need someone to be sacrificed upon the altar of going first to describe their characters tonight. Who is stepping up to the plate? I guess it'll be me. Without a Charles Bernard here tonight, the other bees have to take over. So, all right, I'm a I'm a ghoul. Um, I I can't really speak, so this is kind of my Bridget, inner monologue. You have knocked your camera askew there. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, yeah they just go. saw your head. <laughs> I did not knock it askew. A cat knocked it askew. So yeah, blame the cat. Okay. I will say as a quick as interlude here. Um, one of the things that's fun about your character that's undead is so there's a table about how you died. And in fact, at the top of this chart of random deaths is decapitation. So I thought you were actually playing a bit like <laughs> it's like your head just got lopped off. I'm like, well, I guess I just died. Yeah. Anyway, so. It. Took your thunder there well no that would have been actually excellent i wish i had thought of that yes okay so yeah i i was decapitated we're gonna go with that i can't speak at ah. all so this is more of my inner monologue right now um i can't use any weapons because i've forgotten how to hold things but i'm very quick i have claws and teeth and i am rabid so i'm i'm excited to get out there and, and some cause some chaos tonight i would love to know since you can only speak in grunts what is your name? <laughs> I feel good about that. Oh, uh, I guess that's me. Um, hi, I am playing a skeleton by the name of Beaumont. Um, as a kid, my great-great-grandmother used to tell me uh, that I was nothing but skin and bones, and she would force feed me like half cooked maggots. I don't know what was wrong with grandma that she. Uh, yeah, you got to fully sure. cook the maggots. I, I I know. I mean, well, you don't you eat cook half maggots? cooked pork. I thought uh, the maggots were like a sushi kind of situation where like if they weren't squirmy, they weren't good. I guess well, it's a cultural thing. Yeah, I guess it's a cultural thing. Anyway, so <laughs> half cooked maggots. She's just force feeding me. And, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, if she could see me now, I am all. I'm less skinned than before. I'm just bones. Um, and for some reason, I mean, I can speak, but it's usually like mimicking other people's voices. So I ask my, uh, my, my friends, my cast members, please be gentle. John, don't do the, the 
owlbear voice from a couple weeks ago because that will not happen. Um, and that's me. I'm a skeleton. So here's the thing. I was... <laughs> You condition oh. me whenever you say, here's the thing. Yeah, I, it, that's the that's the start into the Baltus Burger bargain. And I just like, instead of, <laughs> how many uh, swallows Ian, Ian would it take sleep. to do flight? Uh, Ian is a sleeper agent. He's my Manchurian candidate. I trained him on certain keywords. Um, here's the thing. I was, I was a good guy, right? I was a courier. I worked for a wizard. He had awesome robes. Uh, and I was delivering... Uh, he was a gnomish wizard, so the robe is a little small. Anyway, I was delivering uh, a satchel of, shall we say, magical nose candy through the woods. I stopped to take... A, I stopped to go pee, right? Um... And suddenly, suddenly I hear, oh, this is amazing. And I, I am dead. Uh, I rolled killed by while fighting a bear shirtless. And I've decided that uh, this character is, in fact, the courier who was killed by the owlbear when we played <laughs> cocaine owlbear. Um, my name is Ken. My name is Ken Burns or Burns. Uh, and I'm a ghost. I have no body, but uh, I can describe my body to you. It's very sensual. It's very sexual. Um, I cannot touch things unless you're doing like a pottery wheel thing, and then I can kind of get up ends. Oh. Um, but I can cast a lot of spells, and uh, we're, I'm not going to tell you what those spells are. I'm just going to start casting them once we get into it. <laughs> Was that boo or was that boo earns? It's boo earns. It's burns. It's burns, but I say burns. Thank you for like the two people that got my Simpsons reference. Mm-hmm. I got you. All right. Well, um, so Ian, earlier before we started playing, I rolled a D20. Did that pertain to specifically me or was that for something else? Oh, that's for something else. Uh, right. For Good. people who that, are that's here, fine. Okay. I always like, I always, when there is something environmental or there are random tables in a game, I like the players to roll. So then it's not my fault if something absolutely horrible happens. It's their fault for rolling that. And we case, love random tables here at One Ring Monster. Mm-hmm. In true. this case, it's my fault for whatever happens, I guess. <laughs> awesome. So, um, my child, my children, I, my name is Rot St. James. I bless upon all of you as I am a zombie and apparently a saint. And seven. Um, I starved to death to prove a point uh, <laughs> to all of you and uh, my God as I am a saint. Um, you see, fasting can be done to for charity to you know prove that like the less the more needy need more and you're trying to like you know send a message to the political higher-ups kind of like gandhi but you know that didn't work out for me um because of my fasting i wound up becoming a corpse and then a necromancer brought me back and so here i am now real hungry 
And the only thing that will make me feel better is brains. So anyhow, that's really making me question why I did a lot of things in life. Seeing as I'm undead now and well, I'm St. James. So that's fun. Huh? Sainthood and a zombie. Mm-hmm. That's I'm going to go over here and I'm on some brains and have an existential crisis. If you'll excuse me. Bye, St. James. If I, if you don't mind me just saying, if you're interested in the idea of undead saints, please check out Vampire Christ by J. J. Wilburn. The end. I, I fully expect that was going to be a self-serving plug for Whispers of the Dead Saints. So yeah, well me too. Done. You did not give yeah. you did not give into the temptation, so you get the cookie for the evening, John. Nice. So that being said. During your life, you heard from the church of the, you know, the two-headed basilisk, all the other cults that if you followed their edicts, that upon your death, all the sacrifices you've done in life, you should awaken in you know, the shimmering fields. And yet, there was nothing. In fact, it was this blissful nothingness that you just dissolved into, this void that just absorbed your being and gave you peace until something ripped you out of your well-deserved slumber and forced you back into the world of the living. You feel your body has been destroyed or damaged, that you are anathema to what you once were. You were ghoul, skeleton, ghost, other things, and you have this terrible wave of pain as you are rebirthed into this world in unlife. Your existence is blasphemy and you are the living personification of pain and all you want to do is just to die again. And the one thing that is keeping you from doing that is this tether. You feel this tug and pull of something that is almost pulling you like a marionette but it's jerky, like it's unintentional movements. And you can feel by palpating these strands of energy that you have been brought forth by a necromancer. And from the feeling of it, it doesn't seem intentional, or maybe you were a byproduct of something else, but you were brought here against your needs and you cannot rest again until you destroy if you kill your necromancer. As you are awakened your eyes or lack of eyes to where you have been rebirthed, you find that you're in something that almost kind of looks like a tomb. There are many broken coffins piled against the wall to, well, you're not sure what the cardinal directions are in here. So you're going to shrug whatever you have left the shoulders and say, West? And you see that there are boxes and chests that are stacked against the East. And there are a set of doors to the south from here. It looks like there was a passageway to the north, but it looks like there is some rubble that is partially occluding the passageway. You smell tons of death here. In fact, you smell like fresh blood mixing with rotten curdled intestines. It's a very strange scent here. 
as you're getting reacclimated to the world, what are your first actions? Well, my first thing is I complain about how I had everything wrong in life. And now that we're back, uh, this just proves it. Um, so that's fun. Um, so we know where the South's at, given Ian's tone of voice. <laughs> what tone of voice? Uh, I'm going to poke my head into the uh, the crates boxes and see what's in there. Great. I would like you to then roll for me d66. Ooh. And if you have sufficient of d6, I'd like you to do it three times. All right, that's 34. Okay. 46. Okay. And 34. You got 34 twice? Mm-hmm. You want me to re-roll one? That's perfectly fine. The no. first box that you rip open, you see that there is, I mean, no, not I rip open with your eyes, you are peering through. As this character is a ghost, one of their powers is that they can actually move through materials. If they really were pass through something that more moves most of their center of mass, they take damage from the strain, but this way they can really peer into things and really be a scout. So as you are peering into this coffin, you see that it has been sealed with lots of nails and it actually burns your eyes as you poke in because you can feel that these nails have been blessed and that there are runes in them. Looking inside this, you see that there is piles of skin dust and bone ash and all that's left of whatever this form is, it looks like a flayed face. And you may or may not recognize it from where you were in the mortal realm, but this is a reviled witch hunter. All right. Mm. In the other chest or other coffin, you see that the body itself looks like it's in a half stage of decay as if someone started embalming this but used the wrong fluids like their skin has been partially burned off by acid they're twisted in this gnarled uh, way and well you don't really have any senses of smell you're not sure what it smells like in here but it looks like in their hand is like a wad of something that looks like molten brass in the last uh, coffin, you see what looks like a pitted and like an, an iron sword that looks mostly rusted away. And then there's odds and, and jumbled bones. Some look like small animals and the rest look mostly human. Okay. Uh, I, I pull my head out of the, uh, the coffins and turn to face the others. You all here against your will? Yes. Oh God, yeah. Oh. oh, I made so many bad choices. I'm gonna walk over to the zombie and it's like, oh, there, there. I can't It'll be okay. It'll be all right. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> I feel much better now. Oh, you're that, welcome. Ian, I. I can't relate. My life was awesome. I did everything good. 
I mean, not everything. I'm, I'm here. I'm... How about you, friend? Cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, so, I had a crazy idea. Is it eat brains? Actually, that could work. Nope. I was thinking, what if the uh, four of us buddies, uh, we'll call ourselves like the wolf pack? Mm. Huh? Yeah. yeah. All right. That sounds the like a pretty good us, working title. Work in progress shop. Yeah. What if we killed the necromancer who brought us back? We could probably go back to being dead. And and if not, you could eat their brains. But I'm really hungry right now. So if there's any like here? Actually, that coffin there, I point at the one where the like rotting, like the half rotted person is. Yeah. They might have brains. However, they also might be covered in blessed nails that cause like terrible pain. Mm. Uh, I mean, as far as like, let me tell you something. I was in line for sainthood before I died. Don't know how that worked out for me. Um, I'm not that concerned at this point, seeing as I'm here. I, I, I will answer that for you. Saints' bodies aren't supposed to rot. Fuck. That is a fair point. Sorry. Yeah. Keep destroying my entire worldview that I had before. Punches hole in the lid of the coffin. I died and starts to rip it open. Should I roll for that? <laughs> You're ripping open the coffin that held that thing intact. Yeah. Okay. I'm hungry. So as you rip this open, you are. Do you believe that you have a sense of smell? Um, any of you have? Do you think have a? I guess you would probably use that to detect the living in the flesh and and brains and such. Yeah. You know that this is a not eat smell. That this is a putrid, acidified smell. In fact, there's something terribly wrong with this corpse. But as you violently pull this coffin apart. You hear thumping from a coffin, two coffins away at the top of a stack. Like it is violently juddering. Like it is trying to punch its way through uh, in response Ooh. to all of the noise that you have made. The corpse in front of you looks like this kind of half-like acid-pickled flesh thing with like a like a blob of molten brass in its hand, and it does not react to you at all. Yeah, you're pretty sure that whatever organs that were inside of it have long liquefied. All right, so uh, this one is is fermented. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> I would go to investigate the noise in the other coffin, hoping oh. that it's more lively. And uh, would it make sure that um, are you playing the bits? So I I know when you were wanting to do actions, playing the. That is Bridget. Oh, me. Okay. Uh, I, I always wanted to make sure that you, that you, since you're so quiet, I didn't know if you're playing oh, the was, bit to its fullness I, I, or if you would actually, in Bridget would talk and also let me know. I am waiting for one of them to find something interesting, then I will break something open for them. 
Okay. One. Thank you so much. Uh, so as you go to investigate this coffin, it is almost beginning to slide off the stack of haphazardly uh, stacked coffins with the force of whatever is just shaking in there. It's just kind of starting to make this loud wailing sound that's just growing in intensity, like it's not even taking a breath. And you see the wood beginning to splinter in the middle of the coffins. Do I see any sort of weaponry? Uh, side note, it says on my character sheet I have a D6 uh, longsword. Do I happen to see something to that effect around so I could arm myself? Yeah, you are Perfect. able to find that. Like underneath, actually, as that like sack of coffins begins to slip, you see a little bit of shininess, and that's the sword. It's kind of fallen between those coffins. Oh, then I will grab said sword and I will arm myself. Shakily. Awesome. Um, when you look at the hilt of the sword, there's been a name that has been etched into it. Uh, oh. What is the name? Oh, the name is Paul. <laughs> All right. Magical Night. fantasy world. <laughs> Well, I mean, With that means Paul. that you could, it's just kind of like when you write your name and your piece of clothing, I mean, it's Paul's sword, but every sword needs a little bit of character to it. Yeah. So it's, no, no, Paul no, I, I, I think the sword's name is Paul. The sword is yeah. Paul. Yeah, yeah. Like someone, someone mighty, like Throgbrosh, the destroyer was like, this is my sword, Paul. <laughs> Paul is intimidating. Paul is fierce. Um, all right, so you've got the sword. This chest is starting. The cop is beginning to thump. It's about to slide off the stack, and maybe it'll burst open once it finishes falling. Anyone wanting to act before that happens? Is there a bib? I can't. <laughs> yeah, I think. Is there a bib? Yeah, I'm Sorry. hoping that there's something with brains coming out so that I can eat. Can I bib myself? Oh, put it. Yeah, he wants to put a bib on. Absolutely. There is uh, this undead that has a nice gnome cloak. I bet that would be a fantastic bib for brains. All right. Ready the bib. Bib and, for uh... brains sounds like an insult. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you going to let him snatch your your nice poncho there? Um, oh, that's right. You know you had the poncho before you died okay sorry when your backstory talked about that nice gnomish cloak that's what i was trying to riff off of and i forgot you're incorporeal now yeah i mean we'll like, see. It's not shit. that's true <laughs> all right you find paul's cloak it says it because there's a little name tag on it um and that makes for a perfect bib so as you are standing here, the coffin slides off the stack. The rest of the coffins just tumble to the ground, and you see this arm burst out of the, the coffin. It is mottled. It is, like you can see, maggots that are just dancing oh. in the flesh. And you see another arm begin to pry out and almost try to just, like, shred open the coffin. That wailing sound just intensifies. In fact, um, I'm trying to remember, some of you have names, some of you don't. Kevin, oh, sorry, Bone, Bone Mott. You even yeah. feel the teeth in your mouth begin to rattle from the force of this wail. 
Um, having some sort of flashback, I don't know if skeletons can have flashbacks, of uh, my great-great-grandmother force-feeding me half-cooked maggots, and as I'm seeing the maggots like crawling out of this guy's arm and all around, I'm just going to go and try to lop that guy's hand off. I like that. So it is flailing, and it's partially exposed, so it'll be a little bit more difficult. Okay. So I'll make that DR-14, and that will be a round action before it fully bursts out. So go ahead and make your attack. Okay. Ooh, that's a natural 20. Nice. Oh, that is wonderful. So you clean it off just... It lops off cleanly. And for a second, there is a blessed moment of silence. You still hear that screaming echoing. Mm -hmm. And then it starts up again, but it's high pitch and it's shrill, like shrill. Like the stump is just splurting maggots. It's just going over the place. The other arm like retreats in and it starts to go to a whimper sound. And you might see a little bit of a face looking out of the coffin and it shrivels back inside and it stops thrashing. It's just mewling pathetically. Oh. Well, now I feel bad. I, I'm over it. It seems like they might be one of us. Maybe yeah, can I, can I tear this to... uh, Can I tear this thing open? Wait, it's dead? It was in a coffin, man. Rip your bed off, throw it on the ground. <laughs> Worst day ever. I'm gonna go back and console him. It's okay. It's all right. Uh, I just want to eat some brains. We'll get you some brains, buddy. It's okay. Uh, well, we'll if you want you. to open it, you certainly can. Yeah, I'm gonna go rip at it. Uh, so you rip open this coffin, and you see a almost a person far too large for this coffin that has been like jammed inside of it. Um, it looks like some of their bones have been broken in various places, made to be shoved inside this coffin. And when they're, when you throw that open, it lashes out with its good arm and just tries to slash out you with its like gnarled nails. So roll me a defense. Mm. So your agility, please. Yes. Ooh, five. Oh, well, it grabs you by the throat and begins to violently introduce your face to the ground. Can I cast a spell? Uh, yes, hold up here. Uh, so that is... Well, that hold up here. You are ghoul. Uh, so that would be three points of damage. You go ahead and roll your hardened flesh for soak. Oof. I'm not having a great night. It's a two. Well, hey, that means oh, you take good. one okay, point that of is damage. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. good. Right. Yeah, so you take one point of damage um, from being introduced to the floor. All right, so we'll go ahead and we'll start this as a round robin initiative at the top. So we'll go ahead uh, with, I'm going to struggle to remember everyone's names here because uh, you're it's uh, you're all undead and you're almost nameless in that. that everyone has forgotten who you are. Ken, go ahead and cast your spell. Okay, uh, so I I cast a spell. It is a uh, D6 random what happens. So I rolled, and I got a one, which is possess someone or something for D4 turns. Ooh. Oh, no. I'm going to possess 
the thing in the coffin. Mm. All right. Smart move. Uh, so you are holding this ghoul that you're this bashing. Uh, you're, I don't even know what gender your ghoul is, Benny. So you're just like, you've got Benny by the neck now. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, holding Benny still, I'm going to stand up. Wait, wait, wait. It's me. It's Ken. I put I put Benny down. No, no. Uh. Ignore you that. Know, <laughs> I'm hoping at some point I find like a harpo horn so I can just use that as the. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. Um, nice. Sorry. I think that's one of the top one <laughs> moments of the year. Just beans like chest bursting out of John's. Um, I don't know how long I could keep him like this. Maybe uh, does well, it need to be living to see How long? What? Oh, right. But do I know that? Do I like instinctively I feel like know? You would how know, like it's just kind of like when you have a grip of like a fish, like you're fishing, you'll know, like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna drop this fish, but you have a feeling of how long you can hold it in your claws. One turn. All right, cool. <laughs> so I, I put down Benny. I yell, "Come at me, bros!" <laughs> I'm giving oh. everyone a free a free chance to attack him while he can't that defend himself. That is very clever. All right, so Ooh. next an initiative by going in order. That would be uh, you. Yeah. So DR should be zero for hitting me right now. You're just leaning in. Well, I mean, technically it'd be like two because one is a still crit, like fail but yes fair yes don't roll the one yeah don't yeah. roll one <laughs> uh who's next you bone Mont. oh well then i'm going to stab him that sounds like a capital idea it was uh, i rolled a six <laughs> that's that okay get in oh, this case beautiful all right then i'm going to do three damages to him all right. Uh, you can tell that its skin has been very thoroughly worm eaten. And so your knife just, or your sword just punctures in without any real resistance. And you scramble some of the innards a bit that kind of sloughs out. Next uh, would be you, uh, and now that you have been released from the grip of it. All right. So have have we gotten our ghost friend out of there now? So No, no, no. Okay. I'm holding him still so you can attack him. Oh, okay, good. I just want to make sure we weren't going to accidentally like harm our ghost friend. You, unless you have a magical about. weapon, you can't. Okay, good. Oh. Excellent. That's good to know. See, important information. So then I will attack with my claws. All right. Roll for that. Six. Wow, the sixes have it. All right, <laughs> so you have this big gaping wound that was already opened by Boma, and you just start to. Gosh, it's the early internet is coming out of me because I'm just like, you just go see that uh, <laughs> with your claws. Oof! Roll me damage again. Two ghouls, one cup. Yeah. No. Can't wait for the next oh, London party. Okay, that one was a one. All right, so you just my you just rip it just a bit. Just yeah, but it's so slippery there. Your claws little, can't yeah. get a good grip. 
like you a just mild ghost. <laughs> a gentle rot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So Rot St. James, um, yeah. you're seeing this uh, corpse that is being shredded by your friends, um, but it is still standing. I tilt my head towards him. Oh, ah, offering. I see. Well, um, I kind of do a quick over there, quick over there. Oh, look, it's a D4 spiked club. Wow. How did I find one of these at such short notice? Conveniently. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would like to attack the head of this not very appetizing corpse. Or, as I like to call him, a disappointment with my club. <laughs> All right. I rolled a 14 to hit and a 3 on my d4. Fantastic. Uh, so there's the sound of, uh, like I said, almost like a dull thud, wet crunch, and a nice section of skull just peels off and clatters to the ground. And you can see what's been kind of swimming in that skull. Most of the brain has been liquefied by maggots. In fact, they begin to just pop out at you, kind of like that uh, cheese that is inoculated with so many words that carb. So I cheese, cheese is a fermentation. Would you call this a cold fermentation or a hot fermentation? Is this an ale or a lager? No, he's, he's specifically talking about maggot cheese. Yes. Mm. Oh, just like great great grandma uh, used to make. The forbidden cheese. So you could eat this. It's not going to necessarily count as a fresh brain. Um, so it's not going to restore your hit point, but it's not going to cause your hit well, points I was to go possessing that down. part of the skull. So when it breaks loose, I am knocked out of the uh, knocked out of the body. All right, being out of the body, it definitely like that whole experience of being tickled by the inside by maggots was a very interesting experience, but you're glad not to be inhabiting that body anymore. And as you soar out of it, you just watch it crumple to the ground um, and you kind of get these brief impressions of memories of like a family and great loss and sorrow and then the taste of the grave. All right, um, so kind of reacclimating yourself, you see that there is a passageway uh, partially obscured by rubble to the north. Um, there are boxes and stuff uh, on the right, uh, doors to the south, and then um, it's quiet again in here. Um, can I attempt to uh, follow the ethereal strands of magic that's reanimating us? to get a general direction as to where the necromancer is. Go ahead, make me a presence check. I will. I will do that. (laughs) Okay, Uh, that's a 12. So it is due east from here, and it's kind of this odd, like, throbbing, pulsing darkness that you feel. Okay. Um, it feels strained and almost pained. First of all, Bridget, I love the hail set this mug. Second, uh, was there a doorway to the east or just the north? Uh, well, it looks like there was one to the north. There's definitely one to the south. There is a lot of boxes piled up against the wall to the east, so you have to really check that to see if there's anything behind them. Let's go south and see if the, the path 
uh, leads east. Oh, I, I relay this in race. It's like, hey, I think our uh, quarry is east. So we should find our way out of here and like start trucking and try to find it, see if we can get that way. Okay, let's go. I nod enthusiastically. I shrug in disappointment, but acceptance. We'll get you some brains, buddy. Don't I wasn't worry. saying anything about it. Okay. I, I know. I know. I, I'm, I will, just, I'm, not, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring it up. I know. I, I know. It's a sore subject. I get it. It's, I'm, I'm just so, so sorry. I'm so hungry. I know. I know. We'll did I mention how I died? Did I mention that? You did. did you, 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 a little bit, yes. But we can look, talk about it later. We'll I talk don't... about it later over some brains. How's that sound? Does that sound good to you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds, that little... sounds fine. Thank okay. You. Let's do that. Thank let's. You. Let's let's uh, hug it out real quick. Bring it in, bring it yeah. in. Of course, right, of right, course. Right. Come here, buddy. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of stuck right now. Things are a lot more yeah. sticky than I'm used to. This is yeah. I think I actually minor. got a, uh, one of my ribs stuck in your shirt. Oh, Sorry. Shit. Oh, oh, All God. right. Oh. I, if I move to the left, and you yeah. Move to uh, the, oh God. That's not uh, okay. 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 Uh, got it. No. 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 Well, Here. I guess that's your rib now. You just so. have oh. that. Oh, thanks. Okay, I'll just. I'll just hang on to this real quick. Okay. I think our friends are dumb. I whispered to Benny. Huh? What? Don't worry about it. Okay. I was up for I will... hood. <laughs> I that fully does not imagined... make you intelligent. <laughs> when you went in for that hug, I thought you were just going to start gnawing on his skull. Like, <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I was fully expecting yeah, that. Not able sucks. to stop himself. <laughs> A quick rattle, real quick. See if there's anything in there worth anything. Just a sniff. So, Rot, when you keep talking about this hunger, and when you're kind of directed to the south to start like going towards those doors, you see like that the doors are engraved. Like they themselves are brass, and there is this etched in like almost like fresco in it or at least like these detailed scenes it looks like a giant rat and that there are bodies some living maybe some dead being funneled inside of its giant mouth there are two of these doors and it's just scenes of what looks to be like priests and some type of you know, uh, almost just like more like a cult just force feeding the this giant rat. John loves this. Ken is a little weirded out. Same. I mean, that seems like some evil shit a necromancer would be into, right? Mm. Am I wrong? No, I think you're on point there. Yeah, sounds about right. Let's, uh, let's keep... Let's uh let's do the Dougie over there then. Let's uh let's keep going. Can you teach me how to Dougie? Hmm. I could, but I no longer have legs. Mm, damn it. All right. That's you fair. need legs to Dougie, my friend. Yeah, well, you said Dougie and I didn't know how to Dougie, and I figured you could teach me how to Dougie, but I guess yeah. that's no. that's out the window, I guess. If you possessed him, then you could teach him how to do it. Oh, that's true. We'll we'll talk about that later. Oh, next time, next time, if, if we're in combat and I get that again, I'm going to possess you and start doing the Dougie mid combat. I would, it would expect nothing less. It'd be such a great way to learn a skill: just get possessed and like 
develop multiple memory that way. It's like the Matrix, only not lame. <laughs> <laughs> so you're standing in front of these doors with this kind of disturbing scene of a giant rat. What do you do? Go through the door. Oh, yeah, I can't I mean, go through shit. Someone else needs to open that door. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna head towards the door to open them because I, I'm a ghoul. This looks like standard necromancer shit, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Indeed. these are oddly very thick doors. You feel that they are solid metal for some reason. Give me a strength check. Oof. A uh, quick question while she's rolling that, uh, Ian. When I possess someone and I let's say I attack, do I use my stats for rules or do I have to use their body stats? I think that in this case it's more interesting to use the body stats because I, have I great stats, but I can't <laughs> use most of them. Because I mean, it's not you you know the agent itself needs to be corporeal, so I think no, that makes. Fair. I have, I have, I, Bridget, I assume you rolled all these randomly. Yeah. My stats are like, if I handed these to, to a GM, they'd be like, no, this is bullshit. We roll. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think some of yours were already set. Oh, maybe. I can't use, like I said, I can't use my strength of three. So, yeah. Oh, geez. My strength is two, and I rolled a three. You rolled a three? Mm -hmm. So as you, your claws just kind of scrabble against the metal and you start digging in ruts and it makes like this gnarled metal sound, you're really just making a lot of clicking and you know, like noise and you hear something on the other side almost respond to your sound like you hear sounds of heavy footfalls moving and shuffling. Eventually, you get the door open. When you look inside of this space, you see that there are three, there's, uh, um, three stone sarcophagi on each side of the room. And there looks to be an old, tattered, but still intact, red processional um, rug that leads up to an altar. The altar itself is this hulking stone monument of a giant rat. It is fastidiously clean, like almost like it's been burnished and polished, like even like someone was just taking care of it even within the last day. Its maw is dripping with fresh gore. Um, actually, since you're first in the room, go ahead uh, and roll me a presence check. All right. Six. You hear scratching in the stone sarcophagus closest to you. What are okay. the rest of you doing? Can I kind of gesture at the <laughs> that sarcophagus? I'll be like, hey guys, get a load of this one. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'll float in there and does it look like I can poke my head in the sarcophagus without uh without hurting me too bad? Well, there are uh, uh, when you hmm. none of these 
have like sacred runes on the sarcophagi so probably won't hurt you although you do feel like there is hollowness about the space as if it was once very sacred and something has been trying to preserve it so part of your ghostly senses are your ghostly hackles are a little bit raised that there could be some type of danger for your incorporeal self but you're not getting it maybe from these tombs okay so yes I float over there, and I uh I jam my head in there. Here's Kenny. All right, so. All right, well. So inside of this um, sarcophagus, there is an extremely muscle-bound figure that is wearing holy-looking robes that when you are looking at it, like you feel your eyes to singe a bit, um, but it's not posing you any danger because some of those runes have really faded and been moth-eaten. But within its hand is a giant spiked flail, and you see that even though this thing has been laid in here for years, maybe decades, centuries, who knows? It is just absolutely just, it's ripped. Like this was a priest, question mark, who lift a lot of weights in its life. And it sees you. It locks its eyes with your ghostly eyes. And it grimaces and speaks to you in some type of language that just burns. I uh, pull out of the sarcophagus. I don't think this is a necromancer. I think this is a uh, punk-ass bitch. Oh. And I think that uh, he can do me harm. So I'm just going to flow back from this one. Go ahead, and since you suck your head in there, roll me a presence check. Uh, twelve. You're hearing now scratching come from all six of these sarcophagi. I am worried, friends, that uh, these these things around us are um are being kept here to do bad things to us. Um, then we should leave them here and not let them do bad stuff to us. Capital idea. Agreed. Rots, you see that there is gore that is dangling from the mouth of this giant rat statue. Uh, Maybe that we, might mean there is the gore. gore? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It looks like it has been almost, well, it's hard to tell exactly what it was because it almost looks like it's masticated. So the the giant rat statues shoot on the the flesh matters. I'll have a taste. Um, can the can the giant rat statue baby bird it to my mouth? Or, or can I go from underneath and... It looks like it is a non-moving statue, so you might need some help to plop it into your gaping maw, but okay. you could certainly, uh, or just if you just still reach around, you could yeah. funnel that meat. Okay, yeah, cool. If I have to, I'll use my D4 spiked club to try and snare some of the the 
the fleshy bits. Okay. So as you just kind of open up your jaw, you kind of do that clicking thing where you really just send it to really funnel meat in. Um, like you start to dip your fingers into the sweet, sweet meat, and you hear this screamer, this like loud, booming, shriveling voice, um, slightly shrill all at the same time. And from behind the statue stands this priest in like flowing, moth eaten robes. Skin is gnarled and green, and eyes are white. And launches out with you with a golden mace that seems to just kind of flash in this unlight of the of this in the dark of this tomb and throws himself at you roll me at your defense okay rolling my defense okay so that's agility right that is correct Sure, I couldn't use um, <laughs> toughness. Toughness. Uh, Patchkey, you need to say, "I'll tell you what." <laughs> Here, or here's the thing. Say that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's the the Manchurian candidate code. <laughs> Let me tell you something. So you know, it sounds like a great roll to me. Fourteen. You know what? I I actually rolled a ten. <laughs> All of, I mean, some of you still have omens, don't you? I didn't um, see omens on oh, here. I prefer to spite. Oh. Use my omens for spite now. So that, so <laughs> there is an optional rule in here um, about ways that you can twist and manipulate this to add kind of different levels of complexity and flavor. And one of them is to not be able to use omens. So I'm going to assume that means everyone should start off with one omen and yeah. then so if you want to re-roll by using your one omen, you're more than welcome to, or you can save it for a different time. Or I can just accept the fact that uh, this may suck for me, but I'm really hungry. This is the story of my life right here, or my own life, so, my yeah, afterlife. Yeah, I, say, I, I also feel this way. <laughs> you know, I feel like it would be wrong of me to undo that roll. I feel like this is just the way things are. So, uh, you mm -hmm. stand there and you funnel like just a plorp of meat into your mouth and you see this priest come out and swing and you feel its mace bite into your side. Your skin burns just a bit where you're struck with the mace and it strikes you for four points of damage. Okay. You are rotten flesh. So acts as D two armor. So go ahead and roll D two to soak. But mm, only have D three. Oh, I guess actually no, I do have D two. Shit, where is it? Where are you? The one time I actually need you. <laughs> roll <laughs> any. Roll a D six to odds even. I know, but I actually have a D two. I, just I know. don't know where I put You're it. Very proud of it. Uh, it's right there. Now that I rolled a three, so that would be an odd. So is that a one? So is that one, one or two? Yeah, that'd be a okay. one to sod. Well, that is three points of damage to you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you 
like your congealed blood is kind of like also as plorp is going to be the operative automapia of the night uh plorps from your perforated side onto the the rug the priest stands uh, and holds its golden mace and says, I will feed you all to the great rats! And then um, throws himself again at you. We're going to start round robin of combat. We'll start off with Rot. Uh, I'm sorry, not Rot. Pardons. Ken. Ken's going to cast a spell because that's Ooh. all Ken can do. All right. Um. Uh. Okay. You see, see Ken kind of like swell up. Uh, green and red light shining through his spectral form, ectoplasm kind of stretching between the corners of the room, and then he takes a deep breath. <laughs> and he has a coughing fit, and that's his turn. You're doing your your cough spectral ash? Yeah, I I rolled a two. All right. So something that would be great to as we are kind of play testing this. It's not specified that this should also be you if your those are automatic or if you should be rolling for like your presence for like arcane catastrophes because I would love to see rolling on that table this evening but we'll we'll get to that actually how about we do that going forward for entertainment's sake that every time you cast a spell we will have to necessarily do it as a presence uh for like passing like the dr12 like an unclean or clean scroll but we just want to see if you dip into that arcane failure category how do you feel about that that's fine because some of those are powerful <laughs> and fun things that happen yeah, it would it would suck to have an arcane uh, catastrophe on top of a spell that just cost me one H. Like that uh, on top of a spell that hurt me is the only uh, the only caveat there. Um, but that said, having successful spells every turn, no matter what, is also kind of OP. So I yeah. I think that rolling makes sense. It's just more for for fun, and we'll I once uh, we like do fun. editing. Well, that is just an option on the table. All right. So next in initiative, we have our friendly neighborhood bone mod. All right. Seeing this, uh, see my new friend here just get beat the shit with that mace. And then my other new compatriot just do a spectacular light show, which was actually really nice. It was actually, I, I rather enjoyed it and then kind of fizzled out. The ending was need a little work i'm gonna look did at not paul land. And... did not land it <laughs> did not you know what it's 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 a work in progress i'm gonna look at paul it's like paul we gotta save our friends and i'm gonna charge for the priest and swing at him all right as you throw yourself at him you're hearing the scratching from inside all the sarcophagi turning into like wet dull thumps inside all six of the uh sarcophagi and it's beginning to fill this sanctum with like this undead tattoo roll me your attack uh i rolled and it was a 16. a 16 it's a solid hit and i'm going to do three damages 
All right, so Paul bites into his side, cutting his relatively clean and preserved uh, priestly robes. You feel that it resists a bit of the bite of your sword and then mm-hmm. gives way and it stains like a very curdled crimson, like a dark maroon color across his robes. He looks down at a gasp and he says, I will make sure that he takes his time chewing your terrible corpse and you will burn in his stomach acid forever. No, I'm not. Nah. Nah. I mean, also, well, fuck you. Well, fuck you too. <laughs> Bone fingers. Um, I'm going to try to also uh, get uh, uh, rot to his feet if I can, if that's. You say rot yeah. to his feet? Yeah. Because he got knocked down, right? He didn't get knocked down. Oh, okay. Disregard. Then uh, uh, I relinquish my turn. All right. So next in initiative uh, is uh, Bridget. All right. So you, um, is my, is my, am I mispronouncing your name? Please pronounce your name so I make sure I get it correct. It's just Benny. He's just Benny. Okay. Benny. Sorry. Yeah. I, mean, I, I'll, I will call you Benny rather than the pronunciation of Benny. <laughs> All right. So uh, anyway, I'm going to start gnashing. Um, I'm going to go after him with my teeth. All so right. I start gnashing. <laughs> and that Nash is a fills. two. Two for your attack? Yes. All right. Uh, so as you just go uh, a gnashing at him, he is your like mouth escapes open. He takes the hilt of his, or the shaft of his mace and just sticks it in your jaws <laughs> and shoves you back. So he takes a shaft to the hilt? Yeah. Just... Whoa! Yeah. Back to the mouth. Well, I'm trying to figure the 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 uh, anatomy of a mace. If it's the the shaft, the the. the no, no, keep showing us with your hands, Ian. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm spot. sorry, I, I blinked dignified. real quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Slower. Mm-hmm. Call can, me, call me, a, call me a naughty boy. Can you, you do that? Can you spit on the mace? <laughs> And then spit in my I mouth. I mean, technically, <laughs> technically, Benny is just gnawing on that shaft. But yeah. Benny, Benny right. loves the shaft. Your teeth are just grinding all over that shaft. So, <laughs> as Benny is consuming the shaft, Rot, um, <laughs> your side hurts, and you're still hungry. What do you do about this? <laughs> I can hear beans. I hope that was beans. It was beans. Uh, or a byproduct of beans. Or one of the undead in the tomb. You know, it's our, beans is our fully artist for the night. <laughs> okay, ma'am. Back in you go. What do you do, sir? Who's up? Uh, was it me? Yeah, Yeesh. Rock. It's your turn. Ah, I said. <laughs> Fantastic. I missed that over I or I got distracted. Either way. You're uh, yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, uh I would then pick up my mace, look at him, look at his mace, look at my mace, and be like, it's gonna be mine soon. And I point at his mace with mine, because you know, his is golden and that's way cooler. Yeah. 
and I would like to attack him uh, in the in the face so that he can feel my bulbous end of my shaft in his mouth. Hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Okay. Very oral episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was waiting for the word trombling or plorp to be somehow inserted again because I just felt like it was just. Oh, it's getting edging. insert. It's yeah. getting inserted. Yeah. 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 We're going oh, to tromble on over and insert this shaft into <laughs> that dead right guy's mouth. mouth. And yeah. Yeah. when plorp, it's all done, there will be a plorp. Just plorp it all in. And then just plorp all over the feet. Uh, so I want to take a moment to, to point out that Ian chooses to be here each week. This is a choice. <laughs> I just, it's that. just funny because there were so many things that were said in the green room that I wish that we could just like somehow edit in because this would <laughs> it you had to be there. All right, so your <laughs> attack there, Rot. Yeah, yeah, I, I threw an attack. Yeah, and, what was the and number I rolled, rolled two for damage if it would it hit. I'm sorry. What did you roll to hit? I was missing that. Did you? Oh yeah, that's because I didn't say it. <laughs> I figured that you probably failed, and you're doing a bolt burger again. No, no, no. John does a different bit whenever he fails. I just try to ignore it. Like well, all of life's problems, if you ignore it hard enough, it just works. Okay, so I'm assuming that's a failure. So yeah, I rolled an. I rolled a ten. So I assume that doesn't work. So close. Uh, I will. Is... I will now use my one omen. Well, wait, you said you rolled the 10, but your strength is, is 2. So no, I rolled, a, I rolled an 8, and then with my strength, it's a 10. Killing this mouse. I, Killing this mouse. I, I can't let you just give me. That feels wrong. Trying to help you. you I know, but then I'm lying to the people out there in internet land. All right. The people. Oh, it's just... They'll look at this video someday and go, I think that Pashki fella... I think he didn't deserve that. Speaking of omens, I don't know if it's an omen if like a very small spider just like falls on your desk and then dies because that's just what happens. You can't even oh. see it. It's so small. And I'm like, oh, okay. It'd probably be more of an omen if it fell out of your mouth with maybe thousands or more following out of your hot pocket. So, okay. So you uh slash out with your or you get swinging out with your spiked club and he rips out the shaft out of uh benny's mouth and smacks aside your club's uh, mace or your club's uh spike club you still hold on to it with your uh your hand but your arms kind of reels back and you hear weird clicking and grinding come from your shoulder top of the initiative um he spits a, some type of curse and it sounds mostly like the shrieking of rats like this desperate shrieking of a rat king and he throws himself at you again and he goes you for that are going to have the honor of going head first uh roll me your defense You said you. Does that mean me, or does that mean someone else? I apologize. This was a tete-a-tete, -tete. so this was uh, Raja, you were being attacked, so I need you to roll a defense. How does my nat 20 sound on the out one? Well, after all the quibbling you have done on all of your dice, I don't know what you've actually rolled, so tell me what you actually did roll. I rolled a natural 20. Okay. Well, fantastic. That means as a defense, you get a free attack. So... You counter 
with your own chat. I parry repost him with another nat 20 in a row. Holy shit. Oh. All right. I am very curious to see how this goes. All right, so that's double damage, and you've kind of uh, knocked his armor back a tier. Okay. So, yeah, double damage. Fantastic. Fantabulous. And that's a four. Holy shit. So a total of eight? Uh, yeah, rolled a four on a d4. I don't know what's right. happening tonight, so... but, you know. Yeah. Uh, there is this sound that sounds like um, whenever you have, you know, in your undead life, you've been chewing on a corpse and you decide to dislocate a limb and there's that kind of sound as you pop out that socket. That's the sound that makes as you have just locked the head off of this priest with a blunt spiked instrument. Um it sticks at first, but your strength is so great that carry through just flings his head and it bounces across the, the uh, sanctum, kind of, you know, splurting around that congealed blood. And as it rolls to a stop, all the wet thumping within all the sarcophagi just goes quiet in an instant. I pick up his his golden mace, which I assume can only be better than my D4 spiked club. So, funnily enough, it's also a D4, but it's extra shiny and golden. Extra shiny and golden D4 mace. Thank you. That has been added to my character sheet. Excellent. So, again, Dance. in so we get it here. You have this giant monument to the great rat. You have the six sarcophagi. And apparently from here, it doesn't look like there's any other entrance or exits. It's either than the doors to the north that you came in from. Should we get out of here? Yeah. Uh, um, can I check his brains? Now that I open his head? Yeah. Do I roll? Roll a brain nope. you, can just, you can just crack that open, and you have a perfectly serviceable brain in here. Oh, thank, thank God. I, I just dig my hands in. Mm, it's, uh, it's like the, the inside texture of Gushers candy. Not that we had that in this world, mm, but it's like paired with strawberries and like mustard. And mm, what is that? What is that? that Crisco? No, that's wrong. Mm, mm, beef bacon, not regular bacon that you get from the store, but like if Ooh. you get the beef variety, mm, mm, and I eat like a good chunk of that, and I'm like, anyone else want want some? Don't know where it's gonna go. Oh. <laughs> In my mouth, through my pelvis. Thank you, though. Just just like a normal human, it's just a lot faster. Yeah. <sighs> So as you are digesting that brain, you get little blips and moments of another faith's kind of creed and essence and, and beliefs, and it just tastes heretical to you. Um, so it, it's in a way, it's good that you're just gnashing and destroying it all with your teeth. Yeah. Fuck you, rat. Yeah. All right. See, so I told you we'd get you some brains, buddy. I appreciate your help. I got you. All right, now let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. 
And I turn around and leave. So going back into the room that you first came back to on life, you see that you have a passageway to the north, which is partially occluded by rubble. You have and uh, stacks of boxes and crates to your east, to the west are those piles of coffins. Which way are we thinking, guys? No, You're on mute, quite. John. I think we should check to see if there's anything behind the coffins to the east. Okay. Someone should move them. I will start moving coffins. So to the east are boxes and crates. To the west are coffins. Which are you okay. wanting to move? East, the crates east. and the crates and shit. Okay. Yeah. Crates and shit. That's a All great right. door. <laughs> no barrels. No barrels. Just um, crates and shit. Great. So, Bone Mott, as you are doing that, roll me a presence. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a... That's a three. So, you are moving all of these boxes and crates, and you're very much focused on your task. Um, the rest of you make a presence check. What's the... Uh, what is the threshold? I'm not selling you. All right. Well, I rolled a 19, punk ass. But why were you asking what the threshold was? I asked so, you said 19 as well? Yeah. All I right, only well, got a 17. Okay. The, the threshold was 8. Are you happy? <laughs> uh, damn it. I've never been happy, Ian. So, Bonemot is so focused on moving these chests. Uh, there's like this very large, obvious, misshaped, miscolored brick straight out of like a typical pixel adventure game. It's like the thing you need to click, like hit or open to find a passageway. And you're just so focused on stacking these boxes perfectly and Tetrising the whole thing. Mm -hmm. There's a Benny, place for everything and everything is Benny, in place. You see, will you, will you? Hit that brick for me, Benny. I will. Okay. I forgot I was Benny. Sorry. I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm used to being Bridget now. Okay. I'm going to take a swing at that. Well, I'll take a swing at that brick with my claws. Ooh, nine. All right. Uh, so you take stick your claws in and you pry out the uh brick and the rest of it just just qualm like just completely this crumples and uh, reveals a corridor that winds to the east northeast it's humid and it's slightly foggy in the passageway I'm continuing to move yeah, crates, I suppose. Well, I've I've done a sweeping arm gesture to show that it's now. Yeah, we can we can just go now. But but the but the but the crate but the crates though. We there, just one more, just one more. Wait, stop! Fine. <laughs> you did a really good job. Thank you. Okay. Into the fog. All right. Um, so you move into this passageway and you can feel 
like you're getting closer and closer to the source of what has reanimated you and it just fills you with more dread and hatred as you advance through this you see that at the end of this passageway it leads into what looks like another like chapel there are wooden benches that are aligned uh, in front of a stone altar and you can see that there is a door to the uh, west from here and then also to the east um, it, when you are looking at the the pews in the front you see that there are undead that are gathered for a mass like they're driven by their old instincts and they're just like waiting for a sermon to start. They're looking a little bit anxious and edgy, like maybe they've been sitting there for too long and they're kind of rocking back and forth. Maybe we shouldn't. Sorry, maybe we shouldn't antagonize uh, the restless religious dead. Okay. Maybe I was thinking we can get them on our side so we can kill the necromancer, but I mean... I'm... Unless they think the necromancer is their god and then they all want to fight us? Yeah, I don't like that idea. You got a point. As someone who who was pretty about that for most of their life, if not all of it, um, we might be able to convince them. Yeah? You know what? You might be able to convince them. Get up there, give a sermon about helping kill the necromancer. All right. As he walks by, I'll give him a good game right on the ass and uh, get in there. Get, get in All there, right. <laughs> Let's see. Got the golden mace. Feeling pretty good. Got the backup club. Probably won't use you ever again. You're still here, though. All right. Um, I would just kind of go up to him and just. Uh, Greetings, fellow undeadites, undeadians. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Deadites? No, that's trademarked. Mm -hmm. Can't use that. Oh, okay. Uh, however, however, deadite press is also trademarked, and they're friends, and they'll let us use it. Oh, okay. Do we know the names of the people from deadite press? Can we? I do. Uh, so. Hey there, insert name of Deadite Press over <laughs> here so that we're not going to get Sam Raimi mad at us. <laughs> so, as you are beginning your opening sermon, as it were, or at least appeal to fellow unlivings, mm -hmm. uh, they just look at first angered and upset that you look nothing like a priest, although you are holding the shiny golden mace uh -huh, uh -huh. roll me 2d6 to figure out what the reaction is of your appearance and your well your, it's a pretty brazen move yes remember the time i was on a hot streak mm -hmm. still yeah. there right <laughs> uh, 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 two. Oh. Ooh. okay so this is a uh, one of those junctures where I so helpfully say, hey, do you want to use an omen or do you want this to play out as it is? Oh, I'll use an omen. That sounds like a, a helpful hit from, from the voice of God that my character can totally hear. <laughs> Seven, five and a two. 
All right. So both better. That's a little bit better. You are giving this impassioned plea of why you need to band together to fight the necromancers. So you can uh -huh. return to un to un un life once again, and you're getting glassy. Well, some are glassy, some are like saggy, and some are just wet and rotting glances and looks like there's don't even really care that you're there they're still just rocking looking antsy you see like one very old woman like staring at you looking intently but everyone else is just not even really paying attention to what you're saying from the back of the chapel i'm gonna scream you're doing great <laughs> Hey, the thanks. Old, the old, uh, the old woman, like, goes like, oh, "Hallelujah!" And like, you see, like, joints like straining and breaking, and like, some fingers fall off. Great, great grandma. <laughs> I haven't seen you forever. Oh, you look like you should eat some maggots. You're all well bones. <laughs> I know. We'll talk later. Mister. Aw. I'm glad we got to witness that moment. Yeah. All right. Continue with game. So your, again, appeal is not going anywhere. They yeah. seem still to be anxiously waiting for someone or something. You have doors to the east and west from here. Otherwise, this chapel is pretty, well, it's pretty bare. Like, it looks like it's maybe been looted at some point. You can see marks of where there might have been fancy candelabras or religious items but it's it's it, there's like this sad kind of feeling of desecration all right well uh so uh if you're all just you know content with laying here and not doing anything for all eternity and that's what you've made up your minds to do then i guess we'll just be off that way and i point to the door in the west well you guys okay. enjoy enjoy your your dirt naps okay so um is everyone heading to the west yeah yeah i'm gonna walk by and wave yeah, again i guess so bye game game okay. so uh you go through a small little corridor you see that there were markings in the wall where tapestries once have hanged maybe um, there is a rug that has completely been eaten away, just leaving like little strings and tatters, and a set of simple wooden double doors that leads into probably a larger chamber um, to the west. Who's going first? I'll, I'll lead the way. Okay. She opened the door. It hangs on rusty hinges that protest your entering. And the first thing that catches you is that there's this warm bouquet in the air. Um, it's just hot copper. And you see that there is surprisingly fresh and warm bubbling blood on the floor. And I need someone to roll me D12. I could do it. Oh, yeah, please do it. Uh, that's a 10. Oh, okay. So there are 10 rats that are just like bathing, like bathing in a sleep in the pool of blood. They're just like, there's one rat that it's now is in the blood and it's making little like bubbles and making like the me, 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 me sound as it's um, like sleeping in it. 
from here you see to the north that there were some type of large like magnificent carved wooden doors that had just been battered and smashed in and winding stairs that go up into the light out from here otherwise again this room looks like it's been looted of what other items there might be there are places where there were sconces on the wall and everything else there's bits of broken like furniture various kinds all gone to the south of here there is a door that all that's just plain wooden single door i'm gonna look over at benny isn't it nice that the rats could have a little spa day and then kind of point over at the door Yes, I nodded in agreement. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. it's it's actually quite a door. Oh, door. Okay, so I go open the door. All right, are you trying to sneak past these rats without waking them? Well, I am just bones, so yes. It's probably pretty clattery. I yeah, I could go ahead and make me. I guess that would be hmm, as bones. I'm trying to figure out. If that would be, I guess that'd be agility. Ooh, I'm gonna just do it as like quietly as you can. Okay. So, um, well, I would like to use, bones over here. Yeah, I'd like to uh, approach the bench as my uh, one of my compatriots from uh, Full of the Face would say, and I would like to actually uh, use my omen because I rolled a one. Okay. And I'm going to reroll. Oh, that's far better. That's a 14 plus 2 on the agility. That's 16. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you bend the skeins of fate and you silence your bones. You open the door and you get this kind of little buffet of just like fetid air. This little corridor that you would enter into is blocked with just a bunch of rubble. Hmm. Well, that's a you could probably clear it out if you wanted. That, that doesn't seem like there's a quite a bit of it. Is it like stacked fairly high or is it just, you know? So do you want to kind of scrabble up there to kind of get a peek into the next room? Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to kind of see if I can peer into the next room before I start clearing it out, see if it's worth it. All right. So you kind of finagle your way up there being careful not to wake the rats and you stick your empty eye sockets over and through and kind of get a look and inside this room you see uh, to the right there are stacks of coffins uh, along the wall to your left you see that there is a very carefully stacked and orderly assortment of boxes that look to be then carefully sorted and there are brass or uh, maybe bronze doors at the very edge of the room. Okay. I will look back and relay all that to uh, the rest of the group and really nicely stacked boxes, coffins over here, large shiny doors down the way. What do you guys think? Shiny doors? Shiny doors. Shiny doors? Shiny doors seems to make the most sense to me. Okay. I will start clearing stuff out so we can get to them shiny doors. All right. Quietly. Uh, quietly. I'm doing it quietly. Then make me a strength check. I will do it quietly. There's a lot of rubble, and you have to do it carefully. Oh, that's a five. So 
not as quietly. Yeah, as so you're all bones and no muscle. You should have listened to Granny and eaten more maggots. I should mm-hmm. have. Does anyone want to help you? I'll come help. All right. Um, I will just say that all the omen burning will just say that everyone is quiet around the rat for sake of time and convenience. So go ahead and enroll me your strength check there, Benny. Also, out of curiosity, after that whole incident of of, uh, cutting off the arm, what have you guys done with that one arm? I thought we just left it in the room. Yeah, Did we pick it okay. up? I, I didn't know. If, I was just curious if I was taking it with you. I was all. No. Why eat it? It's not all right. tasty like brain. Yeah. If if as you are clearing uh, rubble, Benny, and you're getting good view, you see that there is a severed arm in the middle of the room. Okay, so I, I, I something's telling me I should take this severed arm with me. So I'm going to pick it up and stick it in. Uh, am I wearing pants? Can I put it in a pocket? Sure. Prison pocket. Ghoul pants. What did you get on your strength check? I got a four. Okay. Uh, well, you still need to clear more rubble before you can fit in your whole mass. Your, okay. uh, your, your, your cat, your cat has also uh, moved your camera again. Oh my gosh, cat. They are very needy today because I know. it's I hear, yeah. They're screaming at the door. You just can't hear it with these uh, sound canceling. Yeah, they are very like, upset that I'm not allowing them in my lap to be warm right now. So, all right. So I had a four. Okay. So you're still also scrabbling at the rubble. Yeah. Would anyone else like to help okay. me Okay, rubble? So I was going to say, what are the other two of you doing? I can't um, do anything. Yeah. I would, you know, I have a real bad agility. I, I can offer moral support. I could, you know, be around to like say you guys are doing great and i appreciate your work and did, uh yeah did, did you if, if you're not wanting to move the rubble since there is a, a like an aperture did you want to just kind of sail on through there ken burns yeah i'll do that so as you go into this room you see on the right that there are piles of coffins. There's one that has like a hole punched out in it. There's a severed arm in the middle of the floor. To the south, there are bronze doors that have etchings of a giant rat with bodies and people being shoved into it. To the east side of this room, you see very meticulously stacked boxes and a passageway um, that is kind of warm and moist and slightly foggy. And... Um, yeah, that's your general impressions. This feels like our starting room. I don't like that. Hmm. Hmm. Are you saying we we went back to the very beginning and uh that's why there's was, an arm here again? Yes, this is this is in fact our the first room we were in. Hmm. Hold on. So I I hmm. slowly tromble my way out the way we came in. And I go back to the starting room to see if I come back into this room. Yes, you do. Okay. So, so, uh, I just took the long way back here. (laughs) Yeah. 
Like, oh, there's another one. No, it's the same guy. No Are you sure? <laughs> this one looks completely different. It's, I promise you, brother. Yeah, but the last time I was here, I had a wooden club with spikes on it. Now I've got this golden mace. See? That's it's completely not, different. No, no. I, that, no. Maybe sure? I am a different person. Do you like brains? I love brains. They're my favorite. Oh. Yeah, okay. It might be the same guy then. All right. Anyways, you guys remind me of my group. Let me go get them. They would okay. love to meet you. <laughs> All right. All right. We're not doing that goof anymore. I can see why you really want to get more brains <laughs> to share with the group. Yeah. To share with the group. Of course. <laughs> so, uh, we'll try the other door. We'll go a different way. Is there a puzzle, we think? Should we move the boxes in a certain way that would... As you go back through the chapel, you see that there is a door still to the east. Huh? East is the direction we want to go. Or the direction I want to go. I don't know about you fuckers. <laughs> I mean, I've got all day. Yeah, I mean, we have we have we have less than thirty minutes actually. So <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> let's fast forward then. Go yeah. through. Yeah, we go to the east. We go. We go east. Thank you. So you go to the door to the east, and none of those undead pay attention to you except for little Granny, who just uh, watches and fondly. Gives a little clattering goodbye with her hand. And so you enter into the sacristy and you see that there are cabinets filled with scrolls and books and trinkets. There's a heavy stone table at the center. And there's almost like a, like a breeze coming from out underneath of it. To the north of here, there's a heavy set of like iron doors. And there is a large padlock that is uh, sealing these two doors. To the south, um, you see that there are more cabinets along the walls. Hmm. Let's search some cabinets. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That sounds great. Um, go ahead and everyone make me a presence check as you start opening cabinets. Ten. Nine. Eleven. <laughs> One. Okay, uh, so as the lot of you are opening and pulling um, these cabinets, uh, Benny, you just, uh, you know, sometimes it's ungangly being a ghoul and you're real strong. You just like go to open a door and you just like pull the whole, um, whole cabinet on you, just comes crashing down. And you're just buried in scrolls and sacred texts, and they're just drowning you with words. Um, the rest of you, um, I think the, the highest I heard was an 11. Is that correct? Yes, I got 11. As you are opening one of these, you know, like there are some moldy books and things, and you smell something very vile, something that smells like vile. Uh, maybe something really acrid and it's whopping behind the cabinet like and there's a little bit of a, a warm breeze 
behind the cabinet. I'll listen yes. to that warm breeze. Yeah. <laughs> some warm beans. <laughs> Perfect. She's so mad at me right now. Yeah. Just, just John's just flashing his pug on live TV. Man. Typical. Unsolicited pug pick. Oh, yeah. I'm going to relay that there's a warm breeze coming back from behind it, and I'm going to try to pull the cabinet away to get back there. All right. Um, so make me a strength. Oh, that's a 19. There you go. So you definitely move this, and you definitely don't drop it on your face. Oh. What's back there? Uh, Real quickly, Betty, as you've been kind of, um, Quiet. you know, you're buried in your, your to-do reading, um, make me a presence check as you are pulling yourself out from under that. <laughs> from under it? Yeah. Let's see how well I do now. Hey, 14. Mm. Cool. Um, in a midst of all of those strange scrolls that you're, like, finding um like one kind of just like get like cramped like in one of your gaping cancer like like your gaping wounds on your body and it's sealed with wax like it's a scroll tube that has really strange runes written on and blood across it seems fancy Check all right yeah okay okay so um Opening it up, um, you see that it is. Were you were you literate in your former life? Yes. Okay, so this is a <laughs> a very good answer. Mm -hmm. uh, so as you are looking at this place uh, or this uh, scroll, you see that it is a summoning scroll, and it talks about summoning a blood golem. It's called the Scroll of Boiling Blood. Can I hand this to one of my uh, my my friends with vocal cords? Because I can't I, I can't speak. Yeah, so I, I mean, think who I can wants summon. to take it? That's a um, very good point. Um, well, I have hands to take. Um, I can sit on your shoulder and read it. All right, so. Three undead in a trench coat. This we're one of those free. <laughs> I love it. Do we want to summon a blood golem? It would work for us, right? If I understand how golems work, the summoner controls the golem. Yeah, kind of. What could Wait, go wrong? Sorry, I'm using I... Jewish rules, not OSR rules. <laughs> okay, no los dos. Yeah. Uh, generally speaking, OSR or uh, RPG rules and and the rules of the Jewish mythology of golems are not necessarily the same. But it's a blood golem. It's not a clay golem. You know, in a, in a way. It doesn't even have a sword. I'm going to. It's a, You're going to kill me, aren't you? It's just Jewish, a... Jewish rage rising. <laughs> <laughs> aren't we just summoning a red water elemental? Yes. Or maybe an iron elemental? Mm. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I'll yeah, I'll read I'll read this scroll. Are you like casting it? 
Yeah. Read this reading the details. We have we have we have like 10 minutes. So yeah, I know, I'm like I, cast know it. I know. I'm casting okay. I'm, it cast that fucker. The directions, the directions call to use it on a pool of blood. Mm. Isn't there a pool of blood where we killed that priest? Yeah, where did we leave that pool of blood? Yeah. There's a pool of blood <laughs> where the rats were too. Pool Ooh. of blood is where the rats are. Okay, let's go to the rats. Really, aren't we all just walking pools of blood, except for you and you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got some congealed blood. I rolled a uh, 14, by the way. Well, your presence? Good. You successfully cast it. Um, and <laughs> those rats were just, like, sleeping, and all of a sudden, like, the blood folds up like it is some type of fruit leather and it molds itself like the rats try to like squirm out of it but they are crushed by the blood and you hear like squealing and crunching sounds as you see their little body is kind of getting stretched out in this amorphous blood thing That's there fair. are two sockets where its eyes would be that just are continuously dripping just viscera that it gets reabsorbed and it just stares at you Uh, Do you know where the necromancer is? It's it was just born. Why would it know shit? Asking <laughs> <laughs> to find him, maybe it's rude. I, oh, it's Hi, rude. sorry, and I apologize. Hello, my name is Beaumont. <laughs> All right, let's teach it how to walk, and by the time we get it to, like walking efficiently, it might be able to pick up language. This is not going to bode well for the next eight minutes. We should probably get it going. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that, uh, that efficacy because uh, uh, we are close to time, but we can still do that eight minutes there. All right. So um, heading back to where that cabin was, because now you said you wanted to see what was behind that. Oh, yeah, I did that. So this looks like um, this passageway kind of zigs and zags and becomes more narrow. And there's like that stench intensifies. At the end of this passageway, you see that it the, even the ceiling shrinks down a bit and there are these jagged stone like white protuberances sticking out almost like teeth or ribs on the uh west side of that corridor it looks to be like a reddish maroonish giant flap of gnarled leather that lines the wall that tether that you feel to the necromancer is extremely uh palpable as you get close to this thing you if it weren't uh, such kind of an odd place you'd swear this looks like almost like a maw well looking back at everybody and our new uh, blood column friend. I feel like we should go through here. I don't necessarily know why, but I feel like we should go through here. What do you guys think? All right. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> I still got some pocket brains, so I'm good. Still got pocket brains, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, 
As, as you step closer to this, you can see like the configuration of these incisors and the other teeth that this very much looks like a giant rat's mouth. And this passageway looks very much like a gullet. Okay. I'm sensing a rat theme. Maybe it's just me, though. No, I think you're wrong. Fair enough. Yeah. The, the First thing I heard about worship rats. tigers. All right. Who? Uh, what is her marching? I'm going to stay perched on Benny's shoulders. I'd probably go first since I was the one that kind of ripped the cabinet off and looked in there, I would assume. So I'll go first. Okay. So as you begin to go inside of this rat, you see inside the mouth, like inside the, the back of the throat, there is almost like an excavation that has been done. Something has burrowed through the meat of this rat corpse going up inside like back in the back of the skull up to where the brain would be of this rat you hear strange incantations uh being muttered okay i'm gonna dip back a little bit and i'm gonna look back at everybody guys i think there's some brains up here too yes and then i'm gonna go back towards the incantation sounds all right, so as you round the corner and seeing like the hindbrain of this rat, you see wrapped in strange robes with ever like these jagged black spirals all around it is the gaunt form of the necromancer. She herself looks very much like the undead that she cavorts with, and her eyes are black pits. You feel something akin to sorrow, revulsion, and hatred as she looks upon you, as if you were some type of creation that was never meant to be made, and she loathes you. Her form looks weakened, like something has gone wrong with her spell casting, but you can know that she is still a potent thing to contend with. She brought you into this world, and she could take you out. Uh, for sake of time, we'll do uh, we'll start you off at the top of the initiative, and we'll get two rounds in, and then we can wrap up with our announcements. So going first, um, I hear I hear the bean snores. Uh, so Bone Mott, you see your creator, the one thing that is keeping you from eternal rest. Paul, this is our yeah. time to shine. Let's do this. And I'm going to run in. I'm going to attack. I'm going to swing All at right. it. And I'm going to roll an eight. Um, she looks at you and doesn't say anything, but one half of her mouth gives a little bit of a wry smirk. And somehow that cuts more than the side that she pulls out from underneath her robes. Mm. Next initiative, um, I had... Uh, you know what? That is my fault. I said it was Bone first, but really that should have been Ken and your uh, bloody friend. So you'll be going now. Okay, so I'm going to use an omen. Okay. Because uh, I rolled the cough spell again. Okay. Much better. What is that? That is a 
Nice. Okay. Oh. Um. Um. Ken. Ken screams. An unearthly howl that is somehow kind of sexy. Um. And forms himself into a giant glowing ghostly sword that floats into the blood golem's hand. The blood golem like congeals around your form and it just you feel this crushing force from you and he swings the sword just like this blood blood curdling cry that it makes um, yeah. as it flings you. Uh, so that is all right. Uh, roll me an attack for it. Uh, ER is what? slightly. Uh, it's fourteen. And I already used my omen. Uh, I, I would almost. 12. I would actually just say it, my my how I would interpret this because you're being used as a weapon. I would have made the dr twelve because it's your weapon and not a fist because it would be normally attacking with his fist. So if I I would say you being a magical weapon when enhance that. So I would accept the twelve. Oh, okay. Well, twelve. <laughs> All right. Yay. So that's d ten damage. Yes. Yes, it is. I was like, why are you telling me that? Oh, right. I have to roll it. <laughs> Nine. Nice. Wow, that is fantastic. So you slice into your creator. Um, you bite in through her death cloak and into her shriveled flesh, and she shrieks at horde that her creation has turned against her. Um, so we, well, we are at time here, but I would say given the fact that you've turned yourself into a weapon and you have this uh, blood golem, you were locked in this fight to the death or undeath with your creator in the skull of a giant dead rat god. And only by kickstarting this adventure can you see if your party will overcome the church of the rat, of the, of the rat god and uh have your adventures there's going to be a can series you, of adventures you in have this? what it takes to fight eminem <laughs> <laughs> are you a bad enough dude to um to tackle the king of distracts so church of the great rat uh one of the adventures that's going to be in this campaign so go ahead john why don't you give us our outro announcements and we'll kind of leave it on that cliffhanger Happily. friends thank you so much for joining us this week the first thing i need to say is that this game is by paul Woolkitman. uh as we said it's on kickstarter right now uh as of this morning it was at 50 percent funded uh so we're looking pretty good to get this game done and shipped to you it's going to be great there's some sightings of wandering monsters out in the wild. Specifically, Bridget has a reading on the 12th. Uh, that is not this Sunday, but the next Sunday. Bridget, what are you going to be reading? So um, I'm going to be reading on a website. And I'm going to have more details next week. I've been having difficulty Lovely. figuring out exactly how that's So happened. watch the Wandering Monster socials. We'll be posting where you can catch Bridget doing Bridget's thing there. Uh, Charles Bernard, who's not with us uh, today, he's going to be at the Printed Garden in Sandy, Utah, 
uh, next month, December 2nd. So if you're in, you know, the mountainous area of the, I don't know what that part of the country is called, uh, the Midwest? Is that right? (laughs) It's called the Midwest. If you're in the, like, mid the western part of the middle of the country uh you can go to check out charles stone his thing um kevin had if you're a fan of kevin and morkborg check out flail to the face it is a pretty cool podcast with a bunch of chuckle fucks doing dumb stuff um and kevin is on that episode 10 is dropping this friday uh as we mentioned, Ian is the editor for Kill Your Necromancer, so you definitely want to get on that to support uh, us and Ian, but also it's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Another cool thing, uh, if you were with us a couple of weeks ago and you saw me playing Cy Korg, uh, or you want to watch the VOD of it, uh, Cy Korg has launched on <laughs> Kickstarter. Uh, it's fully funded. I think it was 170% uh, last time I looked. Uh, so it's definitely going to get made. Uh, uh, Caleb uh, Dungeon Havoc does great jobs with this Korg stuff, and each of them is fantastic. As opposed to the cards that were the original Korg, Cy Korg is a zine, and it looks great. It's it's fantastic. So uh, get really on that. If you weren't aware, I have a new book out. Uh, came out last month. Um, it is called No Guilt of Bloodshed. It is a Western filled with gore and violence and um, lots of inappropriate behavior, if you like that kind of stuff. I've been told it made someone hot under the collar. Uh, high oh. praise for me, because I was very scared when I wrote that scene. For Madness Heart Press, we have released very recently Pure Hate by Wrath James White, a serial killer novel from a master of extreme horror. And of course, our very first kind of extreme horror game release with R2, Red Room, uh, by Lexi Vela, the creator of Liminal Space, uh, and myself. So all that is available on madnessheart.press, itch.io, and drive through rpg a big thank you to bog wizard for our intro and outro music which is barbaria off the album purple miasmic smoke please 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 remember these three things first leaving reviews is the best way you can help any indie creator review this show on youtube review it on itunes if you read one of my books please review it. If you play one of the games that any of us have worked on making, uh, leave a review on DriveThruRPG or Itch. Like, reviews are the lifeblood of the indie creator. Nothing helps us more. And all of our shit spreads by word of mouth. So it's the most helpful thing you can do. If you want to find out more, if you want to follow us, please check us out on X at One Moncast. Um, We're also going to probably have a blue sky before too long. Uh, but we'll update all of those things on the madnessheart.press LinkedIn. Uh, not LinkedIn, sorry, Linktree. Uh, link, that's a Linktree slash MHP underscore horror. So check us out there. Thank you, everyone. Um, and I guess there's only one more thing to say. Thank you so much for joining us on this consensual journey we call Wandering Monster. I have been John Baldisberger. 
I've been Bridget Brabe. Ian Servas. Kevin Welch. Mr. Paschke. We will be back next week, but if you can't wait that long, don't worry. Bridget knows a shortcut. You only need to survival.